Oliver. I'm going to start this episode by saying that I don't think that there's anything that could bring me greater joy than watching people who want LeBron to fail <laughs> be sad. They're so upset. They're so upset. He's it still really... so good. He's still the best player on earth. <laughs> it didn't go the way time. they thought it would go. I love what I was actually just before this podcast uh, watching videos of people you know, predicting the Clippers are going to dominate. Yes. And like the video is a week old, right? Mm -hmm. But I just like to go back and get that satisfaction, you know? Yeah. I mean, mm. it, it's, it hasn't worn off for me yet, personally. Um, yeah. Like somebody asked yesterday, last night on Twitter, like, where are all these people who said that the, that the Lakers, you know, mm -hmm. weren't even going to get past the Blazers? Like they're all really quiet tonight. Ooh. And I was like, yeah, they're probably in Cancun with the Clippers <laughs> and the Rockets. I wish I was in Cancun. And the Blazers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, he's just so freaking amazing. Like, yeah, it went better he... than I thought it was going to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that they each series only went to five games. What? It's crazy. What? Like they only lost three games total out of out of three series. That's wild. They're like, okay, each team is allowed to beat us once just out of politeness. <laughs> like that's, but when you think about it, like I don't remember a time like really, like, I mean, I remember vague things about my childhood and stuff. I don't really remember a time before LeBron was like absolutely dominant in the league. Yeah. And it's I... like, it's just crazy that it's still happening. I mean, it's like before I had a cell phone, like before, you know, like uh -huh. just... <laughs> madness that he's still he's still well, the best well i you know was in sh chicago in the jordan era right and it, it was everything to me and, and you know they'd win the title or whatever and then my dad would drive us for barbecue and people would be shooting in the streets <laughs> <laughs> like just guns oh, what, firing. what beautiful childhood memories yeah and you would just be hearing just guns, guns firing and you're like well you know Oliver, you can't you can't talk about Chicago gun violence too loudly because there's going to be some sort of racist who will hear this podcast and You're be right. like, see, see, he loves. What about it. the guns in Chicago? Huh? Yeah. How come no one's talking about that? Yeah, well, because it's to, not relevant to, that, to the conversation. Yeah, That's why. I, what a wild world we live in. Um, CC but, at racists because exactly. it's not relevant. <laughs> Which is a lot of them. But freaking, yeah, but, um, and so, you know, that's, I remember that era very clearly. This is obviously very different. I, I didn't want to root for LeBron because I'm a Bulls fan and he really, um, like the, the trajectory of Derrick Rose never getting past LeBron James right. hurts still. That's the and story so, of everyone in the East <laughs> that's true, the yeah. whole time he was there, basically. So my friends have been DMing me like, wait, you're really rooting for the Lakers? Like, it's like a blood thing. They're like, right. Oh, my friends from Minnesota are like, are you kidding me right now? Like <laughs> my Timberwolves fan, because because I'm I'm a traitor in two different ways, two very um, poignant ways to them, which is that I am a Jimmy Butler apologist <laughs> and I also support the Lakers. And as as like diehard Timberwolves fans, I'm like mm. the devil to them. Yeah. But my thing is that, first of all, we, we talked last episode or the, or the one before about why I love Jimmy Butler so much and. And, and why I think that he really just was never in the right situation until now. And it really was, wasn't was him. It was the situations he was in. Because um, I think he, like we talked about before, I think he just really wanted a work ethic like Miami's work ethic. And he was surrounded by people who just were not on that yeah. same level. Um, but also, as far as the Lakers go, in my defense, Minneapolis, <laughs> they used to be the Minneapolis Lakers. <laughs> yeah. um, and then That's they moved to L.A., 
which is the exact same trajectory that I had. I moved uh-huh. from LA or and, to move, moved to LA from Minneapolis. And you changed your name. Yeah. I changed and I changed my name. No, I didn't. Um, your name I used didn't. to be Brick. My, <laughs> my name used to be um, Elena. And then, oh, no, okay. I'm just kidding. That sounds like such a like phone sex operator name. Um, Elena. Yeah, Elena. Hi, I'm Elena. How are you doing this evening? That's great. I could be a phone sex operator if I wanted to. Like the the fact that my voice sounds like this and sounds like grating and like horrible most of the time, that's like, it's it's <laughs> it's not a choice, but it's definitely a choice that I'm not trying to make it sound sexier. Like I think mm. I could make it sound sexier if I wanted to. That's just not where I prioritize my energy. I but. was on a, <laughs> I was on a Zoom call for like volunteering for a nonprofit, and mm-hmm. I somehow fell down a Twitter rabbit hole, and I found this porn star's name that was Monica Maserati, and I thought Ooh, that was that's such an a amazing good name. porn star name. Is it not? Shout out Monica Maserati. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, love that. Um, but sorry, back to uh, <laughs> to pivot from porn stars and phone sex back to basketball. Um, uh-huh. Just a just a quick pivot. Uh-huh. Um, one of the people who's it's the most fun to watch them just writhe in pain <laughs> as the Lakers make it to the finals is Skip Bayless. Yeah, yeah. Um, or as I like to call him, Skip Payless, because <laughs> he's he's the dollar store equivalent of an a sports media personality. Uh-huh. But he keeps tweeting like about how the Clippers would have beaten the Lakers had they gotten this far. Like he's tweeted a lot right. of support for LeBron recently, which I think is funny because he used to just call him a hack, and now there's it's just undeniable. So now he's like trying to get ahead of that hate, and he's just like, yeah, LeBron's amazing, whatever. But now he's pivoted to, well, if the Clippers had been in the Western Conference Finals, they would have beat the Lakers. Even the Lakers know that, yada yada yada. And right. I'm just like, listen, dude. <laughs> but they're not though. They 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 didn't make it that far because in fact they were beaten. By the yeah. Denver Nuggets in the second fucking round, so and you know what they the world will never throughout. know. Yeah, it's not like they were like it's not like they crushed the Mavs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they, they were struggling throughout. They didn't have know, any short series. Both rounds, and it's like I don't, I don't know. Probably coming into the Western Conference Finals, they would have been they would have lost a lot of that confidence. You know? Yeah. Even a, they clearly came in cocky, and boy. And it Ooh. also, I said this on Twitter last night, but it also just reminds me of, have you ever talked to people who play professionally, but they play like overseas or they did mm-hmm. and the way they talk about like what they would have done in the league, they're like, man, like they'd be like, man, oh, okay. if I had made it to the league, like I would have like bodied these dudes and like mm-hmm. I, my defense was yeah. And it's like, okay, but you didn't though. You didn't. You didn't ever. Make I it think to the that league. all the time. I think, so. oh, I could, I could do that, like just occasionally, because I have my little five, like six foot rim in my right. apartment <laughs> complex. I'm like, I mean, right. I did just fucking hit fifteen out of twenty shots. I mean, with zero okay. defenders on me. <laughs> I mean, so clearly, I could have done it. <laughs> no, yeah. So, the, so it reminds me of that. So it's like, yeah. yeah, like in a in an alternate timeline where everything went differently, and mm. they didn't get embarrassed in one of the most spectacular fashions in the history of the nba maybe they could have beaten the lakers in the western conference finals i don't think so but maybe sure we'll never know but we will never fucking know because they're in cancun and the lakers are at the finals so yeah s my d skip bayless (laughs) you are pathetic listen watching shannon is like it's just a joy you know what i'm saying and that's it's still wild to me because i remember shannon sharp playing on the fucking denver broncos yeah and that this is his life now I, I didn't see it coming. Um, but the show is basically just watching Shannon like gloat 
for an hour, you know, <laughs> just like watching his skin. Yeah, just like watching can his we, skin turn inside out. Can we talk broadcast though? Can we talk broadcast teams? Can, because yeah. I just need, I've, I've resisted talking about it for however many, what, six episodes deep or however long we are now. Yeah. Um, But it's, you know, I hear a lot of complaints about the refs and those complaints are valid. The refs in the NBA have been absolutely terrible, especially in the bubble. Like, for example, that call on Goran Dragic the other night where he went up for a layup and he hit, I think it was Tice in the knee or with his knee. And he got called for the foul on that. And it's like, what are you supposed to do with your legs when you go up for a layup? Like, are you supposed to just no longer have legs? Like, you need to bend them to get the momentum to get up no. from the ground. Like... <laughs> So I get that the, that the calls have been really bad. The refs have been really bad. But but my bone to pick more than the refs, these broadcast teams mm-hmm. are horrible. <laughs> horrible. Like I was trying before when I was prepping for this, because this was in my notes for things to talk about today. I was trying to decide which is worse, um, Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy or Chris Webber and Reggie Miller and it's like Sophie's choice. Like I, they're both so awful. And last night for the Lakers game, Chris Weber called Denver Portland. <laughs> he called Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, and then he called LeBron Giannis. <laughs> I just, it's literally your job to just know the absolute bare minimum about who these people are. Okay, and then well, also they were like, they were, they were talking about how, how Jamal Murray was, had hurt his knee and he was, you know, encumbered is another mm-hmm. word for yes, it. Yeah. And they Good used word. the word hobbled. Yeah. Every, but that's a common one. I know, but yeah. they used it every 15 seconds. It's like they were stuck on a uh, loop. They yeah. didn't know how to talk about anything else. They're like, Oh, hobbled Jamal Murray. And Oh, he's looking hobbled <laughs> and whatever. And then, you know, like, damn our luck Anthony Davis came up limping for a second and they're like oh and now a hobbled and I was like you know there are (laughs) other words right there are other words so that's that broadcast team obviously Reggie Miller's like so annoying Chris Webber seems like a delightful person but he's very annoying as a broadcaster but then you go to ESPN and like Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson make the most fun basketball seem so miserable (laughs) somehow i don't know how they do it listen i i actually like both of those teams because you 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 like those broadcasters yeah you've been saying this week and and every week i've been like yeah it's crazy you know (laughs) but you actually low-key secretly like them i like them but i i don't like prefer them but i like them like i was what's your elevator pitch as as to as to what you enjoy about them i've always really liked jeff and gunny i mean he he gives off there there always has to be like a white nerd you know what i'm saying there always has to be like the guy no jeff and gunny is not a nerd because nerds are enthusiastic about shit Mm -hmm. and he is the biggest debbie downer in the history of the world (laughs) And he just seems like he hates basketball and like hates everyone who plays it, hates everyone who officiates it. He just just like everything sucks. Nothing yeah. impresses him. He's such a fucking downer. I don't feel that way. I, I feel like he's just I feel like he's a little bit of like, a, you know, alcoholic dad energy, like or like he's just kind of seen it all kind of feeling or whatever. But I don't I don't get not enthusiastic. But I will say, you know, if somebody has a bald head and glasses, I'm probably just gonna be like nerd. <laughs> You're, you're a freaking nerd. You Even really though I have went, glasses, you really too. went deep with that analysis of him as a person. <laughs> when I was a uh, kid, Patricia, who also wore glasses, called me four eyes, and I and everyone laughed. Wait, somebody with glasses with said, glasses. Hey, nerd. 
She was like, four eyes, and everyone laughed. And I was like, she's wearing glasses, too. And no one acknowledged what I said. What the fuck? I was like, this is... Kids are the worst. Disrespectful. Just the worst. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, Jeff Van Gundy. So, you have empathy for Jeff Van Gundy because he looks like a nerd. And I think Chris Webber's really approachable. And I know we're we're switching teams and whatnot, but... What's your fucking fucking defense of uh, human sponsor for quaaludes mark jackson okay so i can't defend mark jackson because uh i may have covered this on a test episode but i uh ran into him once or he walked up to me uh walked past me once and i was like hey can i get a photo and um he was very angry to do it <laughs> he did Wait, do did it he begrudgingly do it he, he was like it was he couldn't have been I mean, it's fine. Like, you don't have to be excited to take a photo. He took the photo whatever. But yeah. I, I was like regretted asking because, you know, it's not like I need a photo with Mark Jackson. It's just like right. I love basketball. I've watched him You're play. Like, yeah, man, like, I don't even like you league. like that. Yeah, it was just like it would be nice, like a little fun moment. And he was just like, Ugh. he made me feel like a like I was like a super fan or something like really. It's just, You're like, <laughs> I don't really fuck with you like that, Mark Jackson. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, I, I didn't know that people were like, and this is before he even coached for the Warriors. So I, I, I like knew that people know who he is, but it, you know, people weren't like coming out in the streets like Mark Jackson, dog, you gotta, like I his guess, profile is higher now. I guess what it is, is part of the reason that I'm so irritated by all these broadcast teams and mm. like their basic ineptitude a lot of the time, either ineptitude or kind of like malaise or both. Mm, love that word. Um, is that you have Doris on the bench. Yes, Doris. Doris, like, arguably the, one of the greatest sports broadcasters of all time, I mm-hmm. think. She's yeah. so smart. She's so engaged. She's so good at analysis. Mm-hmm. And they have her ass doing, like, ESPN radio. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so upsetting to me. It's like, really? You you needed to pay Jeff Van Gunny and Mark Jackson before you could fucking put, give Doris the primetime slot for the conference finals and the fucking finals? Like... Yeah, like what are they? It's just so upsetting. It's not like there aren't better options. I would get it if like they were the best that they had to offer. Mm -hmm. But you on your same network, you have Doris Burke, the goat. Mm -hmm. Like maybe they should hire outside people. Maybe people like people who know nothing about basketball, just purely (laughs) entertainment. I mean, they no, they should not do that because you you know what that reminds me of. You remember when they did like players only night or whatever. Oh my god, so bad. So bad. That's the thing that's the thing I wouldn't mind watching fall by the wayside is this idea that that broadcasters are so often former players. I, right, I get yeah. the concept behind it, which is that, you know, you've played the game, so you really understand the game. And in theory, if you've been in the league like semi recently, you might even like know some of the players personally and like have mm. a relationship having played against them. But like ultimately they're not as good at it usually as people who like went to sports journalism school and like dedicated (laughs) their lives to being sports journalists, you know? So I I would love to see like less retired players doing, you know, color commentary and play by play and stuff. And, and more people like Doris who, you know, came from like, yeah, coaching background maybe, but I would, I would love to see Blake Griffin transition. I mean, Blake is very like, he's like the Drake of the NBA. Just they give me the exact same energy. Um, Do you know what's all... been amazing is Draymond. They've, they had him on inside the NBA a few yes, times. I and I he mean, got in he's, trouble. he's obviously still an active player. So, yeah. you know, he's not, he's not going to be like a full-time broadcaster anytime soon, but he definitely has a future in broadcasting because his analysis is actually so insightful. Like, yeah really amazing stuff then he got fined right he got fined for saying that devin booker could do better than the right, phoenix yeah. suns which fine. 
which is how is that a fine like find me i feel like with that it's like if you're gonna find people for saying things like that then you shouldn't let people who are current players in the league do broadcasting like it's one or the other like he was just being a good broadcaster it's not like he was like that's not tampering like that's that's ridiculous. Also, Devin they Booker's... don't need Devin Booker on the fucking Warriors. They have plenty of shooters. Yeah, God. That's not their issue. Just not the Suns. That's so unfortunate. I, he's living his best life. He's like dating Kendall Jenner and hanging out in Malibu uh, is he? every Wait. night. I see paparazzi pictures of them at Nobu. Like, I swear to God, every other night. Is so Nobu he's just fine. Um, but, okay. But so, obviously, the, the Suns are not. Um, they're not. And they weren't in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're who knows where doing who knows what. Um, <laughs> no and we are recording this before sort of a crucial game that mm-hmm. may, um, you know, the Celtics dictate. are going to win. No, yeah. that the Heat are going to win. <laughs> Should we put money on it? Should we do it yeah. right now? I'll put $10 on it. $10 that the Celtics are going to win tonight? Yeah, the Celtics are going to win tonight. All right. You're on. Perfect. You heard it here first, folks. You might have just heard <laughs> me either win or lose $10. <laughs> depending on what the actual outcome is when this podcast comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Okay. But so I want to know what your predictions are. Um, We have basically two different routes to predict because we don't currently know um, if the Celtics or the Heat are going to be in the finals. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you two options. If it's the Heat and Lakers, who wins and how many games? And if it's the Celtics and the Lakers, who wins and how many games? You know, I... After all the shit I was talking about, people who hated on the Lakers, I was definitely one of those people who was like, I don't know if they can do it. They're Avery Bradley and blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. now Hall watching... Hall of Famer Avery Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't live without so him. It's a, big, it's, a big, it's a big loss for them. A huge loss. Um, but now I'm like... Now watching them play, I, I really feel like they're a little unbeatable. But that's like, I guess that's a similar feeling I get when I'm watching the Heat. So I feel like the Lakers beat the Celtics. Um, and how maybe, many? Maybe just based on experience. Um, in how six many games? games? In six, you think? Six games. You think the Celtics could get two games against them? Yeah, I think the Celtics could get two games. All right. Yeah. What about with the Gor- game? With Gordon Hayward at their side? Come with on. With Gordon Hayward. Like, the, the, the hype around Gordon Hayward is so ridiculous to me. He's so average. He's very average. He's I've, so I've been average. Rooting for him. Ever since he, you know, had that season-ending injury a couple seasons back, or whatever, I've been rooting for him to come back and do well, and I just never seen. I think to that's why everyone is so like hyped on him, is because we all like shared that collective trauma of watching mm-hmm. that injury happen. Yeah, and we're all still healing from it. Yeah, <laughs> like that was so horrifying to I, watch. I avoid. I still haven't seen it because you've never since, seen it. You weren't watching since, that game. Ever since no, ever since Paul George in that fucking what game was it? Like an international game. Like, you know, hit the stanchion or whatever and his oh, leg God. just snapped. I was like, not No, the Gordon Hayward thing was because it was, it was the first game of the season. Yeah. And it was right after Kyrie went to the Celtics. So it was the Celtics versus the Cavs. And it was like this big marquee game because it was mm. like the first time LeBron would have faced Kyrie on a new team. And literally within the first five minutes of the first quarter, it was like, a potentially career-ending injury and it was yeah. so horrific and they kept replaying it and replaying it which is Ugh. like my least favorite thing they do like I'm why I, I believe that his ankle did a thing that ankles aren't supposed to do like we <gasps> all know that God. anyway all that is to say that i think that's why we overhype this dude so much yeah. because he really does just look like a bike messenger in brooklyn who <laughs> yeah. occasionally has a nice jump shot but it's yeah it's really it's not that serious that. i promise yeah we really just want him to do well because you look at him you're like this guy should be 
in a movie or something, you know. He does not look like a basketball player. Okay, wait, hey, slight interruption from the last question I asked you. Riddle mm. me this. Who looks less like an NBA player, <laughs> Gordon Hayward or Nikola Jokic? Oh, boy. Uh, Nikola Jokic. <laughs> yeah, just because he's fatter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Nikola Jokic looks less like a professional athlete, for sure. But mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward, I, the, basketball would be probably like the lowest ranked sport I would guess he plays if you showed me his photograph yeah. and asked me what sport he plays. Oh, he, he won Wimbledon, right? Yeah. Tennis he, player or baseball player, guy, for yeah. sure. Nikola Jokic for looks sure. like... The doorman at a club who also would have sold me uh, drugs, rather. <laughs> You're like <laughs> self bleep which drug. <laughs> As if you don't drugs. talk about drugs on every single episode. <laughs> um, I think Jokic looks like like either he does like shot put mm-hmm. or hockey. Yeah, hockey. Um, I don't know what hockey players look like. They look like Are maybe less ripped than you would imagine for a professional yeah. athlete. Because they wear so much like padding. I mean, it's their legs are in really good shape because they have to like skate around. Amazing amount of skill is required to be a hockey player. Mm -hmm. You have to do all that shit on ice skates. That's wild. Okay, wait. So your prediction. How about if the Lakers face Miami? What do you think? Oh, boy. So I'm going to go Lakers in seven. I'm going to say the Lakers are going to win that game. Um, I truly would feel good about the Heat winning just Mm -hmm. because I want Jimmy Butler to get a ring I feel like he deserves it. And I feel like it would be a real, like he really will have proved a lot of people wrong, including me. Yeah. Um, but I genu- just watch, just watching the Lakers. I don't, they don't feel beatable to me. And I mean, they, they've proven that they are tough to beat. They've won fucking each series three, one. That's I mean hard to do. What I think about the Lakers is that, or sorry, four, one, they don't seem beatable set like in a seven game series. They seem immensely beatable on certain nights. Like there mm-hmm. are nights where they just seem very vulnerable and all of a sudden their shots aren't falling and all of a sudden like, you know, the people who need to step up in order for them to like win like they did against the Nuggets, like the KCPs and the, you know, Kyle Kuzma's and, and those people, Dwight, mm-hmm. like if those guys have bad nights, all of a sudden the Lakers look like pretty vulnerable. Yeah. But I just don't see against either the Heat or the Celtics that happening enough times like that's not going to happen four times I don't think in a seven game series so I would say the maximum either of those series would go to I mean for me I don't see the Celtics going past five maybe six Mm. um I don't think I don't think anyone's getting swept wow I I could see I could see it being five I could um and then with the heat I I could definitely see that going seven games I could also see it going six depending um the matchups so, between the Heat and the and the Lakers, I just just get me so they really gonna, take me there. It's gonna be fun, you know. Bam Adebayo really and Anthony Davis. Come Oof. on, Oof. Jimmy Lebron. I'm worked up thinking about it. And then you think about Tyler Hero, and you're like, "Who's a really good three point shooter on the Lakers?" And you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> Avery uh, Tyler Hero and Caruso. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are our options here? Caruso's yeah. like bizarro. Tyler Hero, like if you know, if he got developed like a drinking problem. It's really funny because he, oh my god, <laughs> that's so mean. Um, it's really funny. Drink. It's really funny because they're kind of constructed in like exactly opposite ways, which is like the Heat are definitely greater than the sum of its parts. Like mm. each, if you took each individual player from the Heat, like maybe Jimmy Butler aside, um, on their own would not look like maybe like a championship player. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but on this roster, like it's all constructed so well. It's like a good balance of veterans and rookies <sighs> and like shooting and defense. Yeah. Whereas the Lakers, it's like you have two of the five best players in the league. And then a, a motley crew of people who could have definitely been on the caps. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's really interesting to see how that's going to match up. Um, yeah. <laughs> motley crew. I just, that always works for me. Yeah. Like what even happened to Della Vadova? He is still on the Cavs, I believe. What? Yeah. The Cavs? I... He's been there since Who are the 2018. Cavs? Never heard of the Cavs. Who are the Cavs? <laughs> um, you mean the LeBron Cavaliers? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Larry Nance, baby. Oh, man. Yeah. Kevin Love is still in Cleveland. How sad yeah. is that? Boy. He's too handsome to live in Cleveland. Exactly. In Why did he... he should be doing the LA thing, you know? He just season, seems like he drinks here. a green juice every morning, mm-hmm. like... He's he dates like a Victoria's Secret model. He has yeah. no business. She has to live in Cleveland. In Cleveland? Like that sucks. Yeah, I remember one of the, one of the Kardashians was living in Cleveland during that whole um Yeah, Chloe. You know, the yeah. one who has no zero semblance of her original face left at this point. <laughs> she just has a completely different face now. She's I my saw a picture of her now. and she just looks like like hungover Kim Kardashian. (laughs) She looks like Kim Kardashian after like a really rough night. Whereas before she looked like, like there were rumors that her mom cheated on her dad because that's how much she didn't look like the rest of her siblings. Yeah. So shout out to her plastic surgeon. There's a certain point where like plastic surgery becomes like the inverse of what it seemingly was intended to do. You know, if you want to look young, but now you suddenly look very old. Also, they're back together. Look at that. That's right. Tristan. Yeah, that's right. And now the girl that um, Jordan Woods or whatever, who was like the center Mm. of that scandal is now dating Carl Anthony Towns. And they're all over Instagram PDAing. Honestly, like I'm so deprived of love and attention that (laughs) I love PDA now. I love it. I I can uh, live vicariously through their romps around Mexico and their staged Instagram photo shoots. (laughs) And I just love it. I love it for them. I hope everyone is happy and in love whenever and however possible. I feel like if if you're going to do PDA, I want to see you go all out. You just want like porn. <laughs> yeah, I want to see you making out, grabbing ass, you know, grabbing ass. like doing too much. Well, put on the show. What was that picture? Was that Kyle Kuzma and Winnie Harlow where he's just grabbing her crotch mm-hmm. in the picture? Yeah, That's really the intense. kind of PDA you prefer? Yeah, just do that. Nice. But like light nice. pecs. Ugh, I hate a light peck. Leave light me pe- out of it. It's weird. Like, it's weird with the Carl Anthony Towns and Jordan Woods photos because they each posted a series of, like, four or five photos of them on the beach, like, cuddling and, like, with his arm around her. And it's like someone took these photos. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it, it, the photos are sort of supposed to look like they're having this, like, really romantic <laughs> moment on the beach. But it's, yeah. like, it's them and at least one other person who's taking the pictures. Who's taking the pictures. I'm looking at TMZ photos of them and... uh I hate it. <laughs> you hate it? I don't Why like do you hate it. Okay, because in this photo, it's like Carl, it looks like he just discovered that the paparazzi is taking the picture. So he looks like he was just caught, like, you know, in the bathroom. It's just really, it's uncomfortable. And I hate, okay, listen. Wait, do you hate paparazzi photos or do you hate this relationship? I'm confused. I hate, about I hate what the, you hate. I hate the, if I send you this picture, I feel like you'll totally get it. Okay. It's them on a boat. Um, and she's like twerking oh, on him or something. Yeah. I've seen it. Just, it I love it for them. Love it. It doesn't look sexy to me. It looks uncomfortable. I mean, it looks staged, but 
He's I'm, like trying to. Okay, I, I figured out what I hate about it. Is that what? he's trying to get down to the level of her ass <laughs> in order to, you know, grind or whatever. And he just looks. He it reminds me of me in high in like middle school and shit like that, going to like juke parties. So it's traumatic. It's triggering. It, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm like having to get okay. short enough for the the woman. Makes more sense now as to yeah. why you don't like it. I couldn't like, figure it out, but now love. I got it. Yeah. I love love even when it doesn't last. You know, yeah. mm. I'm just I'm here for it. Yeah. Last night on Earth, guys. <laughs> DM your crush. Shoot your shot. Um, yeah. Okay, so we so we so we basically agree that the Lakers are beating whoever comes out of the East, and it mm-hmm. might take six or seven games, but yeah. that's happening. Okay. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance that like do you, what what percent chance do you think that we're wrong? The percent chance they were wrong is 38%. 38%. Yeah. Solid. That's a 38% solid 38. chance they were wrong. That's a very humble estimation. Yeah. Really I'm a modest humbling. guy. I would say 10. I think Ooh. there's a 10% chance that Ooh. Miami could take LA in seven. But that's that's the only that's I mean, the only possible outcome. Listen to all this hype. I mean, I mean, not I guess not that the hype means that they're a better team. But I really am swept up in this hype. Like the Tyler Hero shit. And, you know, I'm just. I just I'm, think they play together. Yeah. And it's like you can't really underestimate how far that could potentially go. Like I, I really I do think the Lakers are better and I think that they'll win, but I I I wouldn't I wouldn't if you told me the Heat won, I wouldn't be like, That's preposterous. I'd be like, yeah. Oh wow, that's kind of surprising, you know? Yeah. So um all right. So mm-hmm. moving away from our beloved NBA, I want you to fill me in. There's a new musician on the block. And you're mm. feeling it. And I want you to tell me about it because I, this is the first time hearing this. <laughs> okay. So the clip I saw was somebody sent me a tweet that was like Kelly Clarkson's new show or her show is back. But everyone is just like on phone screens. Looks mm-hmm. really bad. Um, and they're jamming to Vin Diesel's new single. What? Yeah, that's right. What? You heard it here first, can folks. You des- can you describe what it sounds like? I can. Um, so it sounds like, <laughs> and I will. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's like a top forty dance track that's oh. very emotional, oh. right? It's about like what? wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, a very emotional top forty dance track by Vin Diesel. Yeah, it's getting better, right? It's uh, getting something. <laughs> I don't know what it's getting. It sounds like the kind of track you would have heard in an Uber in 2016. It's very like Selena Gomez and Kygo. So okay. Yeah, like. That kind of thing. Um, What's it so called? It's called Feel Like I Do. Okay. And um, so is Vin is in the club, right? It starts with him singing about who goes to the club on a Tuesday night. And I'm like, that's a really good point. That's such a good point. I guess none <laughs> of us Literally no all, one but... because it's a pandemic. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. So he's like, we're going to the club on a Tuesday night. And he's about to leave the club, right? He's like, oh, it sucks in here. I'm so lonely. So he's outside. But then she walks up. Oh, of course uh, she does. Oh, my God. The, the sparks. And then and he, what? Wa- and he wants to take her home, but he's not sure if he oh, should. He but doesn't like, know. But maybe she Because maybe she's like, got a man? Yeah. Do they, ask, but, do they explore that concept? No, they, they don't do that at mm. all. It's just them. It's just the two of them in this world. We're not right. talking to other people. There's no They're, one else around. It's Tuesday night. No one and makes so, a sound. And oh, so it's tense. I didn't. But so he's got this history of singing. He was... uh he. He did the cover of Stay. I don't know if you've ever seen this video. No. Of Rihanna's Stay. He it's did not. so 
it's very weird because he's just in a dark room with like a projector on or whatever mm -hmm. and i like you don't know the context you're like what is happening but he's singing around his stay very earnestly and apparently he's saying see you again at paul Wark paul walker's <laughs> oh wow that was embarrassing Parker. <laughs> edit it <laughs> i'm gonna leave it because it sounds weird but yeah at paul walker's memorial Mm -hmm. He's saying, see you again. So he's got this history. And you know what's weird is I'm saying all this stuff so enthusiastically about Vin Diesel. Mm -hmm. And I interviewed Vin Diesel in March, right before everything shut down. Oh, wow. And he was four hours late and <laughs> tried to humiliate me in front of the entire room the whole time. He was Why? so He was so rude. What did um, he do? He, um... So I write for this outlet that is like not famous in any sort of way, but somehow they get access to different things or whatever. So they'll send me on these junkets. And he was like, Hey, what's your, what outlet are you with? I was like the nocturnal. He was like the nocturnal. I was like, yeah. He was like, what is that? And I was like, Oh, you know, he was like, what channel does that air on? I was like, wait, I feel like you've told this story before. Okay. Yeah. Well, on this yeah, podcast. So, so now we're talking about Vin Diesel again. So anyway, so he was associated with me. And as I left, he, I'm walking out and he's going, John Tolliver from the Nocturnal, everyone. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. So I'm anyway, sorry on his behalf. Anyway, it's a great song. Well, I hope his single's a fucking flop then. <laughs> and I hope everybody makes fun of him for it. And I hope everyone, every time he walks down the street now, everyone goes, Vin Diesel, R&B <laughs> superstar. Vin Diesel, top 40 king of the pop. Knowing, knowing this year, it's going to be the number one single. It really will. <laughs> He's going to be vice president. What? No, don't put that into the world. Please, please. You're too powerful, Tolliver. Don't speak that into existence. God. Just the headline, Vin Diesel debuts new song, Feel Like I Do, on Kelly Clarkson. It's just like... It's just like, end it. The meteor's late. The meteor's late. Just, just hurry up. Please. All right. Well, that was a great time. <laughs> I, for one, enjoyed myself. Um, Let's get Jeff Van Gundy on this thing. Oh, God. You I'm going to get blacklisted from everything. Me too. From Vin Diesel's house, mostly. That's okay. I've been. Yeah. It's not that great. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. Have a good week. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.